your boy here. Live and dirty. What does that mean? Have Look. you not bathed today? Bro, I took a shower. I know, I, I took a shower last night, bro. So we had Are you a morning shower or an evening shower? I'm a night shower. Oh, you're a night shower? You don't shower in the morning? I'm a morning shower. Nah, because morning. I because I sweat. That's, you can take two showers a day. You know that, right? <laughs> nah, that's too much water you wasting right there. <laughs> Can we focus? <laughs> Let's get it. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. It's Hamel Javeri with Stephen Ruiz and Evan Thorpe. What's up, guys? Hello. Hi. Coming up in the show today, we're going to talk about the Redskins signing Reuben Foster. We're going to talk about Baker Mayfield. And we've got the social media post of the week from Steph Curry. And plus some other stuff that, that might come up that isn't related to Evan's showering habits. Um. <laughs> I'm mad how she uses our like pre-intro conversations to start off the podcast. So I take one to two showers a day. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, we're focusing here. Let's talk about Reuben Foster. To summarize the situation, Reuben Foster, who has been accused twice of domestic violence, was recently released, put on waivers by the San Francisco 49ers, uh, and uh, pretty soon after he was released, placed on waivers, the Redskins decided to pick him up. They claimed him off of waivers. Uh, that entire situation has, um, I, I don't even know what the right words are. Like, I'm trying to be neutral in describing it, but there's a lot of uh, outcry from fans about why would they sign this person who's been accused of domestic violence twice. And the fallout from it with the team defending the, the decision has actually been, I don't want to say even worse, but has compounded the situation and made it worse. Yeah, it made it way worse. Like, they've said all the wrong things. I don't even know if there's a right thing you can say, because how can you justify this move other than saying, he's a great player and we need him? Yeah, so one thing that I did want to bring up is this article this woman, Diana Moskovitz, wrote for Deadspin. And she actually said that uh, a zero tolerance, zero tolerance policy for domestic abusers was bad because it was bad for the victims, that it actually ended up making the lives of the victims even worse if the domestic abuser lost their job for life. So I'm not even coming from the standpoint of saying that the Redskins should not have signed it because of all the ways this woman has laid out that uh, not having any money and the stress that it places on that person exacerbates the life of the the person who ha- um you know who's being hurt in that situation. You can you can disagree with it if you guys want to. I thought that she made a really great point there that cutting that person off and isolating them is not a way to handle domestic abuse. It makes us feel better, but how is it impacting the life of the person who's being abused? Because now they're just in a circle by themselves and they still can't get out. Well, I would disagree with that just because of how NFL contracts work. He's still getting paid by the 49ers yeah. just because he got released. And it's I don't he's not going to be playing for the Redskins anytime soon, so I I don't even think it's going to be a distraction really. But it is more stress, right? That's true. It is a more stressful situation and the person is isolated. Even if they are getting money, they're they're in the house all day. They're not actually at work with their teammates uh, who might be able to help them. And I, I mean, I think that's fine. I think that's a perfectly valid take, right? I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying that even if you're coming at this from a level of saying, okay, let's accept the fact that they decided to sign Reuben Foster. Mm-hmm. But then everything that they have said after that has just been even worse. Yeah, I think it's like 
you look at it, they didn't do their homework, and it's kind of like, well, you know what? We're not the only team who who's done this before, mm-hmm. so like we're just gonna continue to go through our day to day process, and whatever happens, happens. It's not like you know, other teams out there, the Eagles who were interested in him at least like called in to see like what happened, and I guess they didn't feel like that player was good enough to be on their team after hearing it, but. The Redskins just blindly went into it and said, you know what, we want this guy. He has teammates from his college team on our team. We're going to ask them about it, and if they say yeah, then let's go ahead and get this guy. So first of all, in their initial statement that the team put out, they said that they, like you said, that they had talked to his former players and they vouched for him, and that was basically enough for them to go on. So the first mistake that they made was that they didn't reach out to police to to talk about the facts of the incident, and they did not reach out to the woman who was accusing him of violence, either to get her side of the story or to just talk to her to see where she's at. And then, like, it was reported, like, you know, they made it seem like they talked to all of his former teammates. Right. And it was just two. And it was just two. And my thing is, if, let's say, you know, Steven needed help with something, needed a job, and somebody came to me, I'm going to give the guy I know you know, the best review ever. So, right. of course, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, he's a good dude, even though he just got out. Right. He just got kicked off a team for this incident. Well, right. So that's the problem is that men will always take the word of other mm-hmm. men, right? They didn't even bother to get to uh, a competing narrative. They reached out to people who they knew were going to confirm what they already wanted to hear. And I get, like, the, the argument, like, wait till all the facts come out. But the Redskins didn't wait for any of the facts to, to come out on like either side of it they didn't even you know look for those facts right they could have waited to sign him and the fact that they picked him up off of waivers it almost seems like you know they couldn't wait to get this player because i doubt any other team would have picked him up off waivers he would have just been uh, a free agent waiting to get picked up and it's like the fact that they put in a waivers claim it was like they really wanted this guy yeah i guess the only other team that had actually even reached out to the the tampa police or the philadelphia eagles but at least they reached out to the police mm-hmm. which in this instance uh, and with like waivers it's like harder to sign a player or it's like more expensive if they would have waited for him to clear waivers and then be a free agent it would have been much easier for them to sign him and it would have been cheaper so they yeah they really wanted him and they didn't care what he did yeah, I kind of want to be like they almost knew what he did. Well, I, I think it was that they don't care what he did. It's not even about the seriousness of the incident mm-hmm. at all. So Jay Gruden, in defending Foster, said he's a young player. He's made a mistake or two. At the end of the day, we decided to take a chance and deal with it. For the most part, this is a young athlete, a young person who got himself into some trouble, and we want to find out what happened. So... <laughs> here's my thing what is Colin Kaepernick reason for not being in the league because all he did was kneel and teams have just gone out and said like no we can't have him but you know this guy gets a third chance because he already got a second chance right. now he's getting his third chance so if you're Colin Kaepernick you're just using this in your case against the NFL well I don't know do we count this as a third chance. I mean, the first time this is the same woman accusing of his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. The first time she testified that she had lied to police that he had hit her. I mean, so you don't. I don't know how because she does have like I would guess she has. She leans on him for financial support, so maybe she'd be inclined 
to lie. So this is the thing that actually happens a lot with victims of of domestic violence is that they often recant their statements because they see how destructive Mm -hmm. it's going to be to somebody's career. Right. That when police initially come, they, you know, confess to what happened and they're truthful. But then they end up recanting those statements because they see what those consequences Mm -hmm. are in the in the case of the NHL um, NHL player Slava Voinov, who played for the Kings. Police. The police report says that the woman was beaten and bloody and there was blood all over their bedroom. And she still ended up recanting um, her her statement. So that I understand how that looks on the surface. Right. That there's something shady happening here with the victim. But uh, yeah, I don't think like her testifying that she had lied has any bearing on this. Right. Incident. Right. I'm just saying, how does a team look at that first incident? It just makes it a little more complicated than, mm-hmm. like, say, Greg Hardy or Ray Rice, where yes, it was pretty obvious what happened. Well, well, that's the thing is that no one believes women unless there is a videotape of them being hit in mm-hmm. an elevator, right? Or there's there's actually photos. So this is her word against his, which already means that uh, people are inclined to believe him over them being inclined to believe her. But my point in all of this is every time the Redskins have talked about this incident, they have diminished it. They have dehumanized the victim. They refer to her as a mistake. Uh, Doug Williams also had a bunch of quotes that were I, I just you can acknowledge you can say, look, we want to sign Reuben Foster. We don't know what happened. But his quotes really referred to the incident as small potatoes. Um, he said that uh, that they were taking a high risk in signing Foster, but the high risk wasn't Foster as a player. The high risk was the PR fallout from what they decided to do. So everything about this incident is them trying to diminish it and make it not important. And then to say you have people who are in higher places doing stuff much worse, it's yeah. like, hey, this is bad, but... You didn't see what they're doing over there. It's like, bro, they're both bad. Right. Like, don't try to compare it to somebody else's because, you know, in somebody else's eyes, that would look worse. This yeah. is still bad in your part. Yeah. And I and I think the overall tone of this is just how teams handle instances of domestic violence. Like Diana Moskovitz said this in her article, which is that they don't look at the women as human beings and they don't look as the players as human beings. Rather than treat this as something that they wanted to solve, like if they had just said... We talked to we talked to the woman involved in the incident. We talked to the police. We weighed all the factors. We decided we're going to sign him, but we're going to make sure that he gets counseling. We're going to make sure he's going to do X, Y, Z stuff. A lot of that could be, you know, PR fallout, but it would at least look like they're trying to handle. They actually care about the issue of domestic violence, but all of this just shows that they're trying to wave it away like it's not important. Like, I wonder if they reached out to, like, their, the women who were season ticket holders and tried to get, like, their opinion. Like, that's that's the type of thing I think will work because, you know, you will hear your fan base say, no, we don't want this player. And then if you go out and still do it, like, it's showing that you don't care about the women and in, in your fans. Well, not even that, though. It's... It's that they already know that the fans will forgive them. As long as they start winning, fans don't care. Fans don't give a F. And get back to your point about Colin Kaepernick. They know that the fallout from signing Kaepernick would be worse than the fallout from signing somebody who was accused of domestic violence. So they went with the domestic violence person because they knew fans will forgive this, but they will not forgive Kaepernick. Yeah, and I think people say the league has a domestic violence problem and there's two ways to look at that. And one of the ways is how I think most people look at it, where they say like these players are beating women too often, but that's not really the case. If you compare it to like 
statistics in right. society. The problem is how they the actual league handles it. Right. Yeah, and I agree with you, and that's that's the actual problem. Um, I, in the past, would have been a hardliner, right? I would have been a hardliner that says no tolerance policy for, for domestic violence. But this article, again, if you, you should just Google it. Deadspin, Diana Motzkowicz uh, lays out a case for how that is not fair to actually women involved if you don't take into consideration what they want to happen because it affects their lives so greatly. So um, either way, I think that the Redskins handling of this has been extremely, extremely poor. And it's a, I mean, it's a franchise that doesn't already have a lot going for it. So <laughs> this is their second case this year or something like this. So, I mean, if you're them, you, you, you just lean into it. Just embrace being the villain. Apparently. <laughs> God, it's not even like a villain that you can root for, though. This is just, uh, this is just bad. And they're, and they're not even good. Like they're doing all this stuff, and they're not even good. I know. And they've forced us to say a racial slur like <laughs> thirty true. times in the last ten minutes. Which, which, yeah, forgive us for that, guys. Before we talk about Baker Mayfield, let's hear a word from our sponsors at Quicken Loans. Support for For the Win comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. Let's talk about buying a home. It can be one of the most important purchases you'll ever make. But today's fluctuating interest rates can leave you with unexpected higher payments, which can turn a great experience into an anxious one. That's why Quicken Loans created their exclusive power buying process. Here's how it works. They check your income, assets, and credit to give you a verified approval. This gives you the strength of a cash buyer, making your offer more attractive to sellers. Once verified, you qualify for their exclusive rate shield approval. They'll lock your interest rate for up to 90 days while you shop for your new home. Then, once you've found the one, if rates have gone up, your rate stays the same. But if rates have gone down, you get to keep that new lower rate. Either way, you win. It's the kind of thinking you'd expect from America's largest mortgage lender. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com FTW. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply based on Quicken Loans data in comparison to public data records. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org number 3030. So, all right, let's move on to Baker Mayfield. Who wants to fill me in on what's happening there? All right, so uh, Baker Mayfield, this past Sunday, they played the Bengals in his former head coach, who was fired recently, is like the offensive assistant for the Bengals. And after the game, he tried to come over and like, you know, show some love to Baker. And Baker just stuck his hand out and, like, didn't allow him to come in and reach for the hug. It was kind of like a, mm-mm, this all you getting? Mm-hmm. And so uh, after the game, people asked him why. And he was just, like, basically making it seem like he was a traitor because he was in their locker room saying, like, trying to get players to play for him. And then after he got fired, he went to a division rival. But I don't think Baker's looking at it from, like, uh, like a career standpoint for Hugh Jackson because – he got fired and didn't have a job, and he went to work for somebody who offered him a job. It's not like college where, you know, you can get released from school and you can go to another school and get picked up. And this man is – this is this man's <laughs> career. Like, this isn't some, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. it's not a loyalty thing. Yeah. It's, a, it's like to... a professional thing. And yeah. I, I think Baker said that because he didn't want to, like, criticize Hugh Jackson for being – I don't want to say a bad person, but a bad coach. Like he mm. was, he was known for like leaking stories to the media and being fake. That's what Baker said he was. He was fake. So I think he used the, oh, you 
you you're a traitor. Yeah. I think he used that line to like cover that up and be kind of I don't know. But I wouldn't say he's a traitor. I mean, the guy just working for a friend that he's worked for like his whole career, Marvin Lewis. He's worked under him like for ten years. Is this the beef of the week? I think it has to be because like it 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 went from nose to to mm-hmm. you had uh what's the guy Damian Woody. Damian Woody getting thrown into it from and ESPN. like Baker like tweeting at him, like you don't know what you're talking about and then Baker making a statement today, talk what did he call himself? What did he call himself? Gosh, I can't remember, but like he was basically saying like I this is me. I'm real. Oh, I'm just comfortable in my own skin. Yeah, but it's like, dude, you're wrong. Like, you're mad at something. Like, if you would have came out and said he's fake, I don't like him, then I'd be like, okay, I exactly. get what you're coming at. But you're saying he's not loyal. It's like NFL teams aren't loyal. Right. So why be loyal to this team when they could cut you or trade you? The The entire concept of loyalty with athletic teams is so bizarre to me because – People hype it up a lot, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that you got to be loyal to your fan base or fans have to be loyal to players or owners and managers have to be loyal to, to athletes. And that's so not the case. Like, if not even if push comes to shove, but the second that that relationship does not mutually benefit both parties, the other person's gone. Like, yeah. there's abso- there is actually very little loyalty in sports. Yeah, he said he's not a cookie-cutter quarterback, but... <laughs> and expecting loyalty out of someone that you fired is just nonsense. Like how man, can you, I don't know. This man just got fired, and it's like, well, I expect him to just, you know, not coach for the rest of his life, right? especially if it's a team in a division that asks him to come coach. Like, no, go get that money, Hugh. Go get that money. Go get that money. All right. Uh, what's our social media post of the week? We got uh, a good one? Is it Steph Curry? I think it's Steph Curry, uh, a young lady – Wrote him a letter saying that uh, she wanted to know why his kid, why his shoes didn't come for girls, and so Steph Curry basically said, "You know what? I'm changing that today. I'm bringing you out to Oakland. You're coming to a home game. You're getting two pair of shoes, and I probably got some more gifts for you that I'm just going to figure out what they are. So I think you know Steph Curry. Can I can I hate on? <laughs> go on ahead, this? bro. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I I laugh because I know that we've got some dissenting opinions in the room. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, go ahead. Wait, well, go ahead, Steve. I feel like he's trying to like bury the issue by just showering her with gifts, and like that doesn't solve anything. Well, why? Here, why didn't you have women's shoes? Well, this is what I was gonna say: is that the fact that the shoes didn't already come in girl sizes is a glaring oversight. I will say this though, because I work at a shoe store, and so like kids are like generally like guys and girls, mm-hmm. and they have like some stores have them like kids. You will have like your boy type shoes and your girl type shoes. Now, I don't know if she wants it to be like you know on a box with say girls. These shoes are for girls. How women and men have different type of shoes. So you're saying that the problem isn't that. So you're saying that shoes like kid shoes in general don't come in girl sizes and boy sizes. Yeah, like no, most of the time it's like a kid size, and then they basically then- chart you on the like whatever size you are. You get that in kids. Well, obviously, there's some type of issue because... Yeah. So you're just saying that this was a really smart move by Curry's PR team. Uh, I'm not going to say it's smart. I just think it's... It's... I think it's kind of grimy. I don't know. I I feel uncomfortable just... I don't know. You think it's uncomfortable because everybody's saying like, oh, look how great Steph Curry is. Now he's getting all this praise for, for something that this little girl brought up. She should be the one getting the praise, not Steph Curry. Well... 
she's gonna get praise at the game, and then yeah, she's what's her name? In, Riley. It's Riley, like his daughter. Riley, yeah, his name, her name is Riley, like <laughs> his daughter. That's the only reason you guys know it. <laughs> you didn't ask me <laughs> how I know it. I, what's her last name? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Bro, she did, exactly. You're gonna, you won't even remember her first name next week. No, I won't know. I won't remember anything that happened this week. Next week, I literally, I feel like I'm in the movie Memento. Okay, <laughs> I don't remember things longer than like two hours at this point. That's how terrible the internet has been for my long-term retention of information. But Steph Curry is now the hero for Under Armour's problem. Oh God, I got some of this <laughs> microphone in my mouth. <laughs> it's so gross. This is falling off the rails. <laughs> all right, guys. It is the first week back from Thanksgiving. We're all feeling a little, I'm not going to lie, we're all a little rough today. But thanks for hanging out with us, and we will see you next week. Bye.